You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, years ago, the government was selecting a new cabinet and the president needed uh, a minister of finance. So he asked, uh, who's an economist? A person uh, put up his hand and was appointed. His friend said, you're not an economist. Economist? I thought he said communist. And that, my friends, is why we find ourselves with stage four load shedding, watching another global commodity bull market stampede right by Wayne McCurry, portfolio manager at F&B Wealth and Investments at Martin Harris, premium client manager at IG. Have your market view. Wayne, what's going on out there? No, look, I mean, the market, good, good on financials. I mean, the financial shares went up strongly. And despite the load shedding and all of that, and the negative effect that it has, you know, the commodity shares once again are down, and you know, maybe, I mean, it's a very speculative at this point, but you know, maybe the peak is already behind us on commodity shares and the commodity market. Financials are certainly having a, a yes. bullish day, two and a half percent up on the day, and uh, seemingly indicative of uh, where we are in this particular cycle. Really good trading update from First Rand recently. Uh, we had one from Standard Bank last week, uh, and uh, resources down one and a half percent as well. So uh, that that certainly feeds into this uh, this narrative that China, and I mentioned China in the introduction, is going to try and put a lid on prices. Uh, Martin and Harris to bring you in. Uh, that hasn't stopped the our Wall Street bet crowd from going after more meme stocks at the open over in the US. I see Clover Health, nothing to do with our Clover uh, here in South Africa, is the latest target. Uh, what's got your attention in the markets? Uh, taking a look at those uh, meme stocks, uh, you know, the um, major averages closed near the, the flat line on Tuesday, right? The, if you just take a look at uh, they, they've now created an index of the meme stocks that you can find on uh, Reddit. And just the volatility there, there's an upside of 250% uh, in the last month. Uh, and it's now it's come back a bit. But I do see um, that uh, the stock that you're talking about, Clover Health, that was up, yes, 96% on Tuesday. It was up about 18% in the pre-markets today. Now, so I'm, I'm guessing that um, by the end of today, there might be some sort of crash there. A lot of the guys, as soon as they made a lot of money in it, uh, start to, to exit. But the the new one that has actually now spawned off, that they're saying, is the guys who've made money in this closer stock have now moved into Wendy. So Wendy's was up another 25% uh, in the pre-trade today. Um, and the story is that, you know, you've got the, the new stock traders that made money in Clover. Now they're all piling into Wendy's. We might see a new stock tomorrow. I'm still waiting for BlackBerry to take off because that is <laughs> one that was always thrown around, and BlackBerry might be next. Who would have thought? Research in motion, I think, were the guys who brought uh, those old BlackBerry devices to market. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, I mean, wait, I mean, who needs who needs CFAs and years of experience oh, exactly. and financial advice? Just go on to Reddit, and you can become a stock yes, trader overnight. Um, You'll be, you'll be a billionaire by next week, yeah. <laughs> it really many, is indicative. Many, many a, many a get-rich-quick scheme has yeah. fallen mm. 
It's a get it's a get poor quicker scheme as well. Uh, if we look at where the rand is at the moment, depreciated against every single GTN currency this week. And yes, we've had a very strong run. And you've said on the show in the past that uh, we we probably are um, we're now swinging the other way in terms of the fair value for the rand. So you wouldn't be surprised to see it coming back. And and that really is the the picture that seems to be unfolding currently at around thirteen sixty eight ish. Looks like we yeah. we could test thirteen eighty. It's quite possible. I mean, who knows? And, and, you know, my view on the RAND was never a one-week view or a two-week view. You know, the RAND's fair value is about 15 RAND, 15 RAND, 50. And I think it will go there over the next year or two. Now, of course, in investments, the next year or two might be two months. You know, you never know the actual timing. But it's, it's, it's all dependent on the commodity cycle. You know, if the... Iron ore price goes down to $100 or $60, you know, the RAND's going to come back. If platinum does similar and palladium and all these things do similar, you know that the RAND is a commodity-related currency mm. and it will come off. And, you know, also, as we've spoken about, if you want to take money overseas, now is the time. I'm just not sure where you put the money because I'm not sure I've Wendy's. put quality shares in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wendy's or Clover House, Martin. Wendy's, yeah. yeah, Martin Harris. If if you were to be uh, sneaking a little, uh, few of your runs offshore at the moment, not sneaking, obviously doing it uh, perfectly above board and uh, with all of the the relevant uh, clearances uh, under a certain level, you don't really need to. But you you get what I'm saying. What would you be investing in right now? Um, and and this at a time when, uh, let's say, inflation is transitory, but it is here at least for the next two or three years, but isn't structurally baked in for the next decade, what would you be buying? Uh, so, Mike, I think one thing is that I think the Fed wants inflation to run off, and they're not going to take the foot off the gas mm. because of previously undershooting inflation in the last decade. And so if we think that the Fed are going to continue to do what they say they're going to do, um, I would like to look uh, at, you know, what, you know, just what is termed, you know, the fourth uh, industrial revolution type stocks. I really like the look of uh, the ARC 3D printing index. I think that's something that a lot of uh, investors are, are going into. It is not uh, seen as overvalued yet. You know, that, that industry in particular is still in its infancy. And I think, uh, you know, still a lot of technological advances to be made in uh, 3D printing. So that's something I would look at, uh, that, you know, a lot of the businesses there are not yet profitable. So you have a chance to sort of get in mid-cycle maybe uh, and, and hang on as a long-term investment. So there's a bit of growth and value in that sort of uh, mm. uh, sitting. Um, I think I like the, the, the gaming stocks uh, as well as the console manufacturers like Nintendo, which both have the, you know, the gaming licenses for uh, the, the games and make the... Um, consoles. Um, that's, uh, yeah, off the top of my head, those are the two places I've been looking at. And then just tech stocks. I think, uh, you know, semiconductors is, a, is still a huge space. And they, you know, you could say that they are overvalued. You know, you look at the likes of uh, NVIDIA and Intel and so on, uh, which are manufacturing graphics cards as well as um, making CPU processes. Uh, and if you just look at the situation in the United States now where they uh, have actually recently passed a bill 
Uh, well, they haven't passed it yet. On Tuesday, Michael, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, we're going to discuss it. Uh, you know, they this uh, Innovation and Competition Act that the Senate yes. got over the line. It still has to go to the House uh, to be put into play. But that bill is looking at $190 billion. Um, and I think, uh, if I'm wrong, $54 billion in total. I think it's $250 billion in total. And $54 billion is just going into semiconductor investment. Yep. Because um, Taiwan, yeah, because Taiwan is is really the centre of that universe, and uh, the US understands where the future lies and doesn't want to be dictated to. That is a potential choke point. Uh, Wayne, I want to come back to the the, the idea of um, the chips and uh, technology being the future. If you look at what David Shapiro tweeted earlier today, Ferrari's designate CEO Benedito Vigna comes from the semiconductor industry. He's a chip guy heading up uh, Ferrari, so it just shows you where the world is heading. Yeah, look, I mean, clearly this trend has been in place now probably since the mid-90s, you know, the the online shopping, the tech, the gaming, the the whole, and I'm a little bit of a, like, but the whole, the whole, what you've just been talking about, the whole, the whole shooting match there, and it's not stopping, so it clearly is. Now, whether that's in the share prices or not yet, that I'm not sure of, you know, the good news, there's a massive amount of good news in the share price, but we are all still human. We can't all sit at home and order everything online and work online and never have socialized and never go to the office again. So, you know, that will make a comeback late this year, next year sometime, and life will return to maybe not quite normal as we pre the, the pandemic, but, you know, the, the pandemic has just, as far as the economy is concerned, it's just accelerated already existing and growing trends. Yeah, and Wayne, that comes through in the Bidcorp results. Uh, there, there was a there was a, a, a paragraph, um, and I want to quote it here. We're not seeing evidence of any long-term fundamental shift in consumer behaviour away from yeah. eating away from home, and not much has changed in those markets where normality and confidence has returned. Yeah. And, and I think that's really insightful because we're all trying to discern what is this new normal going to look like. Well, Bitcorp saying, you know, as soon as we've got jabs in arms, people yeah. will do what people do, and they get out there and they like to enjoy themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so what worries me a little bit about, let's call it the tech shares, but let's talk specifically about the online and the social media shares. Could last year have been better? It couldn't have been better for the product that they're selling, gaming, gaming companies. It just could not have been better. So to expect the last 12 months growth to continue over the next 12 months is probably unlikely. It could, in fact, even be negative simply because, as you know, as Bitcoin said, people are going out again and they're shopping again as they did pre the epidemic and they're eating again and they're going to restaurants again. You know, so could it, could last year have been better for online food deliveries? It, it could not have been. So I doubt if the next 12 months will be mm. as good. And it, in fact, might even be negative because you're coming off such an incredibly high base. As I said early on, I take money overseas now. I'm just not sure what I would buy with it. Crypto ETFs. Uh, I know Signia tried to list a crypto ETF. Uh, Martin Harris, the JSC, rejecting the application. Do you think we need a listed crypto ETF? Um, it, it would be interesting that in terms of how those ETFs are held. Um, I, I do think that making uh, crypto more accessible in terms of a stock exchange traded product uh, having some sort of visible pricing there 
would be beneficial. Um, also, maybe bring down some costs. I think that's the one thing investing in crypto and some of the indexes that are available are fairly pricey. Uh, I do know Easy Equities have one available, um, but I, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't really know too much about that industry. Well, I must uh, mention that Signia, uh, well, Magda Vizek, the founder of Signia, has now done about turn. She resigned as CEO. She's going to focus on the big picture blue sky stuff. She's now returned as the executive chairman. And she's quoted uh, at a conference today saying that ESG investing is largely meaningless. And didn't they just bring an ESG ETF product to market? Martin Harris, Premium Client Manager at IG Markets, and Wayne McCurry, Portfolio Manager at FMB Wealth and Investments, with your view from the market.